Number five, negative four to four, x squared plus three dx. Without thinking graphically what's going on, let's just use the fundamental theorem, and then we'll look at the graph if we can later. So, to evaluate this, oh, I didn't write evaluate, did I? Anyway, to evaluate this definite integral, I take the antiderivative, or an antiderivative, x squared, I add one, and I divide by the new exponent, plus an antiderivative of three is 3x. Double check by differentiating. 3x squared over 3 is just x squared, and the derivative of 3x is 3. So that is an antiderivative of the integrand. I'm going to evaluate this from negative 4 to 4. So when I plug that in, I plug in the top number first into x. This time I have to plug it into two places, right? I have two terms. That's all right. It still works. I have 4 cubed plus 3 times 4, oops, over 3 over here in that first term, 4 cubed over 3 plus 3 times 4. I'm going to put that in parentheses just to keep track. And also, the next part is very important to have parentheses because you have two terms. Minus parentheses, negative 4 plugged in for x to the third power divided by 3 plus 3 times negative 4, close the parentheses. When I simplify this, I have fractions. Fun, right? 64 thirds plus 12 minus, now this time I've got negative 4 to the third power. So that negative doesn't go away. It's negative 64 over 3. And I'm going to distribute that negative through. So I have minus again a negative 12. Keeping track of all my negatives. This minus came distributed here, and then I have 3 times negative 4 is negative 12. So when I simplify, I actually have 64 thirds plus 12 plus another 64 thirds because of the double negative plus another 12. So I've got a repeat. 64 thirds plus 12 plus another 64 thirds plus 12. So I actually could have just taken two of these in the beginning, and I'll show you how graphically we could have figured that out. So if I just do this addition, I have 12 plus 12 is 24, plus 64 plus 64 is 128 thirds. And then you need a common denominator to simplify that, right? I'm not concerned about that right now. Multiply top and bottom by 3, and you'll get, actually, I guess I should do that, right? Show you how to leave it. 3 times 4 is 12. 3 times 2 is 6 plus 1 is 72 plus 128 all over 3. And that actually works out very nicely, doesn't it? 8 plus 2 is 10, and then 7 plus 3 is also 10. So I have 200 thirds. Double check my math with your calculator, but I think that's correct. Multiplying this by 3 and then adding, I get 200 over 3. Now, I mentioned that we could have done this a different way. Because we had two of these, I actually could have taken just 0 to 4, x squared plus 3dx, and then multiplied by 2. Because instead of going from negative 4 to 4, I could have done 0 to 4 on my integral and then doubled it. If you don't believe me, I'll let you check, and you'll see that you get 2 times 64 thirds plus 12 which is 200 thirds. Now the reason why I could have done this problem this way, doesn't mean all of them, but this one 
is an even function, x squared plus 3, with limits of integration that go from negative 4 to its equal opposite, positive 4. So let's draw a picture of x squared plus 3. It's got a y-intercept of 3, and then otherwise it's x squared opening up, right? So then zooming in on this, I have negative 4 to 4. Did I do that right? That's pretty close. Negative 4 to 4. I have an even function. Remember y-axis symmetry? So one of these halves is identical to the other one, which means I could have just taken the integral, because this is a non-negative function um, on the entire interval negative 4 to 4, and it's also an even function, meaning it has y-axis symmetry, I could have cut the region in half and found an easier integral to evaluate, 0 to 4. The second part, the 0 part, just is nothing when I evaluate that integral. So 0 to 4 is easier to do, and then I just double it to get my area. We saw that with the 64 thirds plus 12 coming up twice. And also, you can verify yourself that 2 times the integral 0 to 4, x squared plus 3 dx also gives you 200 thirds. The reason why is because we have a positive even function, and our, our limits of integration go from negative 4 to positive 4. Can you think of other integrals with the same function that could be done similarly, just going from 0 to this positive limit and then doubling it? Or you could have done the negative limit to 0 and doubled it as well, because this is an even function. That would have worked as well. Any limits you want, negative 5 to 5, negative 10 to 10, negative a million to a million. I always use those examples. Negative a godzillion, even though it's not a real number. Any number you want, negative to the positive, if it's an even function and it's above the x-axis, it'll represent the area if you just take half of it and double it. Even if the function, by the way, is negative, if you want to evaluate an integral, the integral itself won't give you an area because it'll be the wrong sign, but you could still do 0 to this positive limit and then double it to get the the entire integral at the same time. Any even function you can split the integral in half, provided you're going from, say, negative 10 to 10. The same limits, but just opposite signs. Negative 10 to 10, negative 20 to 20, negative 30 to 30. You can see why going from, say, negative 1 to positive 10, it wouldn't work, right? Because you don't have enough area over here. It's not exactly the same size on the, on the negative side as it is on the positive side. So the limits have to be identical, but opposite signs. We're going to summarize this with properties, but I'd rather you see it with examples before I start just using A and B and things like that. All right, so it didn't have to be done that way, but it could have been, right? Just keep that in mind if you ever need it. All right, this next example is a little different. Find the area using definite integrals. Now, this time we want an area and part of the function. Oops, I forgot to write the actual integral. Sorry, the actual function here. This is f of x equals negative x cubed, and I forgot what it is. I have to check my notes. Negative x cubed minus x squared plus 2x. And and we should probably verify that 
these have this function has the zeros 0 1 and negative 2 if you plug in 0 certainly f of 0 is also 0 if you plug in 1 you have negative 1 minus 1 is negative 2 plus 2 is also 0 if you plug in negative 2 you have a positive 8 here a negative 4 here so that's a positive 4 and then minus 4 gives you 0 so this definitely has those zeros and the fact that it's negative x cubed explains why it comes down from the left and goes down on the right. A positive x cubed function goes up and then up again. So it does look like this is a graph that could represent this function f of x. So we want to find the area using definite integrals. Well, let's start, let's zoom in on this picture for a sec, and let's start with the easier area to get, and that's the one that is above the x-axis. So above the x-axis here, I have this little area right here. How would we represent that? Let me call that a2, just because it's the second one going from left to right. a2 is what? Since that part part of the function is above the x-axis or at the x-axis at the zeros, I can just set up the integral. It goes from 0 to 1 of f of x dx. I'll plug that in in a sec. What about a1? The reason I need to split these up into two regions is because in this first region, the function is negative between negative 2 and and 0. So I need to take the opposite of the integral. If you recall, the Riemann sums would have given you a negative answer. So if I want an area, I take the opposite of it, and I go from negative 2 to 0, f of x dx. Then if I add the two areas together as integrals, I will get the result that I want, the area that I want. So let me set this up, and then we'll evaluate. I hope I don't run out of room. a1 plus a2 is negative the integral, negative 2 to 0, f of x dx, but f of x is another negative, x cubed minus x squared plus 2x, parentheses, dx. Then I have plus the integral from 0 to 1 of the same function, negative x cubed minus x squared plus 2x dx. Okay, so I'll just let you look at that for a minute. You might want to pause and make sure you've got this in your notes. And I'm going to pause and make sure that this is what I want you to have in your notes. The opposite of the first integral plus the second integral. All right, when we evaluate this, we are evaluating the antiderivative without the C at those values. So I'm going to have a negative parentheses. An antiderivative of negative x cubed is negative x to the fourth over 4 minus x cubed over 3 plus 2x squared over 2, and the 2's are going to cancel. And that's going from negative 2 to 0. Then I have plus, and I have negative x to the 4th over 4 again minus x cubed over 3 plus 2x squared over 2, which the 2's are going to cancel, evaluated from 0 to 1. So now it's a matter of plugging everything in and being careful with my signs. 
So I really encourage you to pause and evaluate this yourself. It's really a matter of basically not even algebra, it's arithmetic. But that being said, it's not easy arithmetic because of the signs and the fractions. So take a minute, pause, evaluate this, and then when you come back, see if you did the same thing that I do. I know you paused, right? Because you're going to be much happier on the next test if you have. Negative x to the fourth over 4. I plug in 0, and you might just say, well, isn't that all 0? As long as you're careful to make sure. 0 minus 0 plus 0 is 0. Now I have to be very careful about my signs. This is negative f of b, capital F of b, minus parentheses. Now I'm subtracting a negative, first of all. And then I'm going to put another parenthesis because there's a negative right here. So I have negative, ugh, another negative 2 to the 4th over 4. This is a nightmare with signs. I had the negative out front, then I had f of b, and then I have another negative for the minus, a negative for the actual function, and then a negative on the x to the fourth, and then a negative on the 2. Minus negative 2, again, this time cubed over 3, plus negative 2 quantity squared. Um, I don't really have to worry about closing all my parentheses, but they pretty much all have to close. I think that's it. Then I have plus. If I plug in 1 here, I'm going to have, this one's easier, because it's plus, first of all. Second of all, it's a positive 1. So I have negative on the x to the 4th, and then 1 for my x to the 4th over 4. Then I have minus 1 cubed over 3 plus 1 squared over 2. Unfortunately, this time, every single one of these terms has an x, and this is 0, so I can just say minus 0. So now I just have to uh, get all my signs, and I do have, I did need parentheses here because I have, I'm subtracting a bunch of times. So I'm going to work from the inside out. This minus 0, I don't have to worry about. Then I have a minus parentheses, negative. Do I, can I just take care of those right away? Minus a negative is plus. And then I have minus out here. So I have minus negative uh, 2 to the fourth is a positive 16 over 4. And then I had minus a negative 2 cubed, which is plus 8, right? Because negative 8 and then a negative is positive. So I have negative 8, and then times negative is positive, over 3. And then I have plus 4. And then I have minus a quarter, minus a third, plus a half. Just the 1 is squared, not the denominator. Same with the 1 cubed over 3, and the 1 to the 4th over 4 with the negative out front. So the, these two negatives canceled, because I'm subtracting a negative. But then the other negatives I need to leave in there, because they correspond to coefficients inside that antiderivative. So I left that one in, and then I raised the negative 2 to the fourth, and then over 4. So I have negative 4 here, negative 16 over 4, plus 4. So that's 0. 
And then I have 8 thirds minus 1 third, which is 7 thirds. I'm combining all the things that have the same denominator to save myself some work. So 8 thirds minus 1 third is 7 thirds. And then I have negative a fourth plus a half is a positive 1 quarter. So at this point, I'm just left with 7 thirds and 1 fourth. If I multiply top and bottom here by 4 and top and bottom of the second fraction by 3, then I can combine. So 4 times 7 is 28, plus 3 is 31 over 12. Now this is definitely a candidate for checking on your calculator. Um, The only problem is, remember at the very beginning, we took the opposite of an integral in order to um, get an area. They didn't just ask for the integral from negative 2 to 1. If they'd wanted that, then I'd just do one integral from negative 2 to 1. And in fact... Um, I'll let you evaluate that one for yourself. You'll see that it's smaller than 31 twelfths. Can you think why, if I just asked for the integral from negative 2 to 1, f of x dx, why it would be smaller than the areas that we found added together? In fact, it should be negative, not even smaller, but negative. Can you see why? This, if you just evaluate the integral from negative 2 to 0, that's a negative number. And this is a bigger region than the positive one. So you'll have more negative than positive. So this integral should be negative. I'll let you see that for yourself. You can check that using the fundamental theorem. Again, you got to be careful with your signs because of this ugly negative part. But um, hopefully it should work out for you. But the area we're looking for is 31 over 12. All right, there were some things that came up in these examples that actually we can summarize more generally as properties. And so we're going to do that next, and then we're going to use um, these properties and go through some more examples. And then we'll be pretty close to finished on this section.